0: Hello, everybody. I must start with an apology. Since we began this project two years ago, I don't think so long has elapsed of falling behind without sending recordings. It's been a whole week since the last one was sent. I do apologize. Living in New York, both over the last few months as the center of a world pandemic, but also very much in the last week at the center of the upheavals um, and the protests uh, has been quite stressful to say the least but we are now back. We will catch up all the chapters in the next day or so and then we'll towards the end of Yechezkel over the coming days. Chapters 38 and 39 are the War of Gog U Magog. This is one of the images, one of the phrases of how, uh, sorry pardon me, that has lifted from Yehezkel to a wider imagination both amongst Jews and amongst the wider world. Gog -um u Magog is seen as the great war, a terrible war, a bloody and violent war which will come at the end of times. This is what it is known as superficially. When one looks at the chapters, it's a lot more complicated, it's a lot more interesting. They are not only uh, violent, uh, brutal chapters, they're also rather difficult chapters to understand. Here is a couple of insights. Gog and Magog are not two separate sides in the war, rather Gog is the king Magog of Magog. It describes a time in which the land of Israel has been at peace, in which many nations have spent time there conducting commerce and relations with one another. Gog attacks the land of Israel. But why is it that he wants to attack the land of Israel? Because he is drawn to do so by God. The opening verses of chapter 38 are Hashem addressing Gog, saying I am going to bring you to the land of Israel where you will attack it and once you do so I will show you my power and I will end up destroying you. In some ways it's actually rather reminiscent of another war we are familiar with in Tanakh of God himself inciting and bringing the foreign power upon Israel. And that is God drawing Paro and his army into the Yam Suf in order to show his power. And indeed it is this power of God which is one of the most significant and fundamental themes of these chapters. Many times in Tanakh we assume that God acts in the world for the sake of individuals, for the sake of the Jewish people very frequently, for the sake of mankind. In this case, God is acting for his own sake and for his own purpose. This is not so much as to defend Israel. We do not have a sense of God doing it on Israel's account, rather he is doing it so that his name shall be known in the world. Noda Shemi, my name shall be known as a recurring motif in these chapters. And in fact, the final verse of chapter 38 can really draw our attention to this. At the end of this period of Gog's attack being foiled and Gog and his forces being demolished, the chapter concludes, the hit gadalti hit gadashti. I will become great and I will become sanctified, and I will become known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am God. These words will probably ring a bell, are of course the same words which are said by Mourners, or by the prayer, the, by the prayer leader, about God Yitgadal, the Gadash, the opening words of the Kaddish. From a cursory search upon my Barilam Responsor program this morning, this is the origin of those words. There is nowhere else in Tanakh where God is described or describes himself as becoming both greater and becoming more sanctified. In other words, the origin of the first words of the Kaddish come from our chapter of God describing his own growing greatness and his own growing sanctification after the war of Gog u Magog. This theme, I think, is a useful one to think with because we are so frequently putting ourselves at the centre of the story. It's one in fact which the Kabbalists read back upon the Yitziat Mitzrayim story. The Exodus from Egypt is not for Israel's sake per se, but rather for God's sake. We'll conclude just now with a thought about the structure. When does this war take place? Is it at the end of days prior to the coming of Moshiach and a final redemption? Or is it actually after a Moshiach and a final redemption? Is it the precursor to the Messianic period? Or at the end of the Messianic period? And a simple look at the chapters and the overall structure of this last section of Yechezkele would seem to suggest that it is in the middle. because. The preceding chapters, chapters 33 onwards, which describe the regeneration of Jewish leadership of the land of Israel. Chapter 37, the atz the dry bones. These are prior to the war of Gog, Umar Gog, of Israel returning to their land and national g- regeneration. But in the chapters which are going to follow, from chapter 40 to the end, are the description of the Mikdash, of the temple, rebuilt in Jerusalem. Sandwiched in between these two sections is the War of Gog, or Magog taking place in the middle. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.